You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy Sunday, Aram Layton. It's Sunday the 27th, and uh, we're talking about either what you just sent an audio message to me about uh, with with dogs uh, on your way back from the coffee, or we're talking about uh, a variety of baseball topics. Um, I think we should probably stick to baseball because this is the Sunday edition of the Just Baseball Show. But uh, yeah, very funny um, observation from you on the street coming back from coffee uh that i don't know do you, do you want to try and dance around it or should we just totally ignore it and go to baseball uh, let's see how i do um so i have two dogs and i really i really love these dogs and the thing that kills me the most is that they can't have babies and i can't have baby versions of the dogs i love yeah but i was walking on the street and for the reason that they can't have babies, uh, I saw what was left of allowing other dogs to have babies. <laughs> and like, I understand it, it's, it's terrible to, to just chop those things off. Um, it really is, but it does look absurd. Like, I, I just, I don't know if I'd seen a dog like that in a, in a while. And it's I was just like, those things are out there, right. out there. But then I also thought about it and I was like, that dog's being kind of an asshole. And I realized, well, obviously he's being an asshole. He's all like testosterone up. Right. And so I wondered like, you know, maybe that's the problem with, with mankind, but then we die out, but maybe right. there'd be no wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did I nuance right. that enough? Did I just make nuance a verb? That was great. No, that was good. Um, all right. You want to talk about the all-star game jerseys now? <laughs> um, yeah. We, we will talk all-star game jerseys, but we've got kind of a wide variety of stuff to talk about. Obviously, this was the first week of the sticky substance crackdown among pitchers. We saw, uh, speaking of dogs being neutered versus not being neutered, we saw Sergio Romo pull his pants down on a baseball field. I was going to say, is it a crackdown or is it, is it like a strip down of what we're, what we're doing here? Because it, I get it. They're all pissed. Like, oh, here, check me out. Like, I don't have anything. I'll throw all my clothes off. Scherzer was different because Scherzer, they were, like, coming after him. Girardi brought it up. That was but so stupid. With Romo, I was, I was like, Romo, I, and I love Sergio Romo. Let me preface with that. 
because I've had the chance when he was with the Marlins to interview him in the clubhouse. Awesome guy. Maybe one of the most genuinely kind dudes in baseball. That's why I was so surprised to just see him so rattled. Like, what did you expect, man? We knew that this was going to happen. Nobody was singling you out. You don't need to, uh, to strip down here, but it was, it it did make for some good TV. So the Scherzer Girardi thing obviously was the thing that stole the headlines here. And from my understanding, it was the fourth time that Girardi asked them to check Scherzer. Um, So like Scherzer was checked normally three times and then Girardi asked for a fourth and that's when Scherzer got heated. And as mad as Max was, they ejected Girardi. And like, I couldn't agree more with that decision. I mean, I thought that was so stupid. And Joe Girardi is as stand up a guy as the game has, it felt Mm -hmm. like. Nobody has said anything bad about Joe Girardi. And he's a Northwestern guy. He's a, you know, former analyst. Like he is as well liked in the major league front offices as anybody because he was on MLB network. Like you, you hire the the friends of the executive offices, right? Like everybody likes Joe Girardi. And then he pulls that stuff. I just didn't get it. I don't understand why it came out of left field for him. Yeah, that is a really good point because Girardi, another guy that I've been fortunate enough to meet a few times and just a genuinely nice and stand-up dude that uh, he almost doesn't feel like somebody that played in the bigs or a manager in the bigs. He's very normal guy-esque, which is usually a good tell of someone that's just very down-to-earth. That being said, we all have our moments on the field, especially when it's intense and uh, you're trying to take a Phillies team and make them not be mediocre, which, which takes a lot. Uh, The, the, the thing with, with that whole situation is I think the umpires should have put their foot down and said, look, we're, we're not going to check again unless we think we should check again, because that's going to be a problem when it comes to this whole process is we know that the umpires have their own system. But if we are going to do it where you are basically on call for both managers and if they don't like what they see, you have to go check them again. uh, This is going to get just way too chaotic. And that's where I think we have to draw the line. It's managers don't get and I'm pretty sure in the rule, it's the managers don't get to ask. They don't get to refer them to go check their body for the 13th time. So that's where. I think the umpires need to really stand their ground and say, look, we're not doing this unless we think we should. Did you know that the belt and the waistband were like a spot to put a sticky substance? I didn't know. I thought it was just hat and glove. I thought hat glove. Honestly, nothing totally surprises me, obviously, because of how creative they get. Uh, But when you think about it, as I just – sift back into my brain of just little clips of people pitching. I can think of so many instances over the last few years where I see a guy, a pitcher, like go to his belt, like act like he's stretching out a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, And and it definitely was like, Oh, (laughs) and that made some sense. What was crazy is, uh, and we'll do a little tease for next week's episode. We're going to have Jeff Conine on uh, who's our advisor for just baseball.com and who I'll be co-hosting a show with uh, coming up soon outside the box with Jeff Conine. It's going to be a blast. He was telling me that obviously this stuff has gone on for a while and we'll talk about some of this when, when he's on, but he was saying that it, it used to be pretty egregious too, that uh, players would have sandpaper sometimes in their back pocket and they would scuff the ball up. 
And I, I forget what the instance was. We'll have to go dig it up. But there was an instance where they came out to check him, whoever the pitcher was. And the guy just thought that he could quickly open up his back pocket, like dump it out and, and the sandpaper wouldn't be seen. It just flew out right on the floor. And everybody was like, are, are you kidding me? Um, so he was saying that there was just so many things like that. Nolan Ryan uh, was even known to egregiously scuff a baseball up in the same spot every single time. Uh, so there was just so many interesting things that uh, they turned their head back then. But I think that was a little bit different. You're scuffing the baseball where you can almost you almost have plausible deniability there. But when right. it comes to like there is a foreign substance on this baseball, right. that's where I think we got to this just bizarre place. Like it looks like the it looks like the baseball that came out of the dog's mouth in the Sandlot at times. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like slimy and disgusting. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I love that that Yadier Molina like stuck to the chest. It's my, it, that it's, surfaced. It's the best example of just where we got at that point. Like, how does that happen? And how then, did people not put two and two together at that point? It, it was like he had, you know, those, those Velcro suits where you could jump yes. onto the wall and just stick. Yes. Like, that's literally what it was at that point. Like, not only is it easier to throw the ball, he doesn't even have to really block. <laughs> you just block and it sticks to you. That's sick. You're fine. But that, that's one of those things where yeah, at that point, I remember we talked about that. That should have been like the biggest deal in the world. Right. And everybody was like, Oh, okay. That's kind of crazy. Right. It's funny about it. Yeah. What? Stuck to him. Like, well, how? Nobody was just like, oh, everybody was just like, oh, that's cool. Nobody was like, wait, this is this was a ninety mile an hour baseball that just stopped because it was so sticky. It it didn't bounce off of the object it hit at ninety miles an hour uh, with a ton of momentum because of all the stickiness, and we're just like, eh, okay. So gross. Um, The other cool thing that came of this week was home run derby announcements started to kind of pour in. Um, I'm really excited for a home run derby at Coors Field. I think that's going to be so much fun. Uh, Shohei Otani is participating. Trey Mancini participating. Off of a colon cancer diagnosis that caused him to miss last year, the guy is among the RBI leaders, and he's going to be bashing in the home run derby in Denver. Like, that's such a good story. I'm rooting so hard for Trey Mancini. Oh, I mean, there you go. You have you have the favorite, uh, the fan favorite there. And, and the interesting thing here is, I was debating this with Peter last night. I was thinking, and he was like, "Oh, like the story is awesome, but is Mancini, you know, the most exciting, exciting guy in compared to the others?" No, of course not, because we were debating like who we think would win. Uh, and I was like, I think Mancini can do it because he's a doubles guy with a little bit more power and he's in cores. He may not be hitting the 500 foot tape measure shots, which Peter does bring up a good point with that because Otani is going to hit it 590 feet. Right. And, you know, even Alonzo is going to just hit nukes. But if, if Mancini's just going home run, home run, home run, home run because of his smooth swing that he repeats so easily. I I could see Mancini low-key stealing this thing uh, because while he might not hit the 500-footer, I think he's going to just repeat and just go home run after home run after home run, almost Robbie Cano style uh, with his swing. 
Yeah, and everybody remembers the Josh Hamilton crazy round one with a couple of 500-foot bombs at Yankee Stadium. Like, Josh Hamilton did not win that home run derby. Justin Morneau won that home run derby. So, like, there could be guys that put together a massive first round and, like, Shohei Otani shows up and he hits a ball 550 feet and we're just, like, drooling when that happens. But when it's all said and done, I agree. Like, a guy like Mancini who just, like, kind of feels like he has longevity in that type of competition. Yeah, I was say, Otani's like the whole body gets into it. He, I feel like he's going right. to be gassed, man. He's just going to be flicking balls out to right, right. center. It's going to be crazy. Um, we, were t- we were texting about this last night. Like the home run derby is the best competition, all-star competition in sports. And like the only one that kind of comes close is the slam dunk contest. Although that has gotten so much worse. Peter and I were talking about that too, because who won the dunk contest last year? I don't know. Exactly. It was, <laughs> it was Anthony Simons. Uh, uh, so he, he, that's exactly the point, right? We have the, the dunk contest at this point where it's unknown guy that jumps really high. Uh, that's not really what fans are lining up to see. Right. And it's doing worse and worse every year. I, I remember even Zach Levine versus Aaron Gordon, which it was an interesting one. Uh, that's probably the biggest star power we've gotten from that. So that's what makes the dunk contest so unique is that you or not the, dunk, the home run derby. So unique is that you still have a lot of the best players in the game. Right. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. would be doing it if it weren't for his shoulder. And I 100% agree with his decision to bow out, totally. given that his shoulder popped out of the socket. Uh, it probably doesn't make sense to do it. But he said, I, me and Vladdy were looking forward to doing it. Both of them have been a little banged up. And both are like, let's hold off this year. So maybe they'll do it next year. But the fact that those two guys were considering it, the fact that baseball's best players don't rule it out is the best possible thing for the game. And uh, that is why I really, really hope that they continue to market this well as like, Hey, this is the best all-star weekend thing. The pro bowl is, I'm not stupid. Even about that. They play dodgeball at this point. That, that's when you know that it was bad when you don't even play football anymore. And you just drew like a dodgeball game uh, at that point. So I think they really should keep trying to capitalize on this home run derby because I think it's a good way to get, um, more casual or not even fans at all to, to be more interested. I agree with you. And like, I, I love that. And we've seen guys like, you know, the home run derby was so fun when you had David Ortiz in it and he was just mashing baseballs and Josh Hamilton, when he was at the top of his game, like you're right, man. And you know, LeBron never participated no. in a slam dunk contest. Like Zion, he hasn't yet. I don't know if he will. Like, I don't think he will. Right. Like that's the type of thing you've got the guys that you say, oh, I need to see them in a slam dunk contest, knowing damn well that they probably won't versus in baseball, the guys that you need to see in a home run derby. They probably will at some point when Aaron Judge came on. It was like, oh, we got to see Judge in the home run derby. He won it that year. Right. Like it happens right away. And I love that. The jerseys that they're going to be wearing are disgusting. They're so foul. And I hate that we've gotten away from everybody wearing either their home white of their individual team or their road gray of their individual team. So here's the interesting thing. I actually haven't seen the jerseys yet. Do you believe that? You don't have to look at them. I'm pulling it up right now so you can get my organic reaction. Um, I liked seeing the individual team home road. I can say that before I even see these jerseys. I'm trying. What is that? Yeah. 
so what what are they going for here i don't know there's there for some reason there's like this floral print on the bottom of the jersey when they're in colorado like it's Um, it's the worst looking jersey the the star behind the team logo on the hats and stuff it's all stupid what in the world is this? The Yankees logo looks like one of those hats they sell for eight bucks outside. And the guy that's selling it outside the stadium is like $40 in the stadium, $8 right here. And right. Like, yeah. Right. I see like why it's $8. too janky for Models. Yes. Wow. This is something else. I, I think, I, you know what I would love to see is what the numbers will be on their sales on the this all-star game versus other all-star games uh where like what the jersey sales are looking like right like do you think anybody's going to take it there's going to be your classic baseball fan that's like i'm at the all-star game i'm getting a jersey but but not to mention that they're 390 dollars or whatever the hell they are (laughs) um that makes it even worse there's no way anybody's buying these i'm really interested to see what the numbers are on that Okay, here's another side question for you. What, a, at what age did you make the switch from buying authentic jerseys to fake jerseys? Oh, college. College? I was like, I was middle of high school. I think I was sophomore, junior year of high school that I made the switch. Once I had to fully, fully wear the jerseys or buy the jerseys by myself, <laughs> you know, right. what I was, I remember I, I, when it was the coolest thing ever to wear jerseys, actually, I, I take that back. You're totally right. Senior year of high school when it was yeah. just super cool to wear jerseys. Oh yeah. And my buddies were like, Oh, have you heard of like AliExpress? Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh, I can get a Johnny Manziel Padres Jersey. <laughs> well, you know, where it was like, if you can find the most niche Jersey possible, it's yes. cool. I think I had like a, I had a Scalabrini Jersey. I had, like this is the most obscure thing possible. I was on a on a hunt for a Mike Piazza Marlins jersey. Couldn't find wow. best so, baseball jersey you've ever had. What is it? My favorite one. Yeah. Um. Honestly, the only because I don't really wear it anymore. Given that, like most of the time, I cover cover the games. The so my dad, he got to play in this event uh, for the Marlins. I think it was a charity event, and I I remember see watching it he was wearing the the big teal uh you know it was like it was like a button down teal jersey uh-huh. uh with no name on the back and it's that sick teal and i found it in his closet uh after he passed away and i was like boom this is my jersey yeah. so i've been i that was the one i was always rocking one because the teal is sick i'm wearing the hat right now right. and two it was like this is my dad's jersey. That's that's my favorite player. Right. So I was just rocking that one. But I also had an Andre Dawson version of the similar jersey that I loved because I love I love Dawson. I love the Hawk. And number eight, I was always number eight. So that was like my go-to Andre Dawson teal number eight little throwback. Uh, I, I like that, especially now because we're older than these guys, and I feel bizarre if I were to wear a jersey of like a twenty-year-old at this. Agreed. Point. It's super, especially that now that you and I have like worked in the game where if I've like, I broadcasted in the Cape league with you as well. Right. And a few of the guys in the Cape league uh, were drafted by the Marlins that played for the team. I I called games for, and I'm friendly with them, but there's no way I'm rocking their Jersey. If they get called up soon, because it's like, 
bizarre. No, uh, like the only one is Griffin. Griffin Cohen and I will rock that jersey all day because right. but that's like one of my best friends. But like if it's an acquaintance and I broadcast the games for him and he's a year younger than me, right? I feel like a, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird for me. It, and it's not to say that anybody shouldn't wear jerseys. It's just like when you work in it, it's it's just a little bit weird. Agreed. And and I entertain the idea of getting like a Lonzo Ball UCLA jersey for a long time. But we're the same age as Lonzo Ball. Like I I can't wear a jersey Alonzo when we're like the same age throwbacks it's it's just throwback it's just throwbacks now and like the definition of throwback is a sliding scale it changes so like one of my favorites one of my favorites was um a vlad guerrero expos that i would wear over the hoodie like i would always do the hoodie underneath like the cool kid does yeah of course um but i was just talking about this uh when i went live in place of uh peter yesterday that was saturday um Somebody asked a question about Xander Bogarts, and I was in Boston the day that we got the notification that Bogarts was getting called up as a 20-year-old back in Mm. 2013, and he was like two days away from making his debut, yet the team shop at Fenway had already stocked the Xander Bogarts 72 jersey, his like temporary rookie number. So I, I paid through the nose for that thing. And that's my favorite jersey of all that's time. That's a sick it's one. A Xander Bogart 72. It was, I rock that all the time. That's a sick one. And as we were talking about this, by the way, too, I don't know, it just got me spurred on the MLB marketing. <laughs> we didn't text about this, but this is something I don't even care if we run a little long. I'm willing to go a little long. Obviously, you have a game that you have to get to, but... <laughs> Did you see the MLB tweet of a like big announcement coming and it was it was a goddamn moon? Yeah, what was that? Oh, you don't know? No. It was a <laughs> They couldn't it just couldn't have been worse. It was a crypto partnership. And they oh to the moon. Oh, like that's what they were going for? Then? Oh, I didn't even make that connection. I guess. So Ugh. FTX uh, sponsored or became Major League Baseball's official cryptocurrency. They teased that. You look at the replies before they're like, when they're like coming soon and it was a moon or whatever. People were like diving into old movies. Maybe they're doing a remake of this or maybe it's that or whatever. People are all excited. What's this announcement? And then it's cryptocurrency. Nobody cares. I'm sorry. I, as a owner of two Ethereum, I guess. Because I just was like, screw it. Yeah. I still like if Ethereum went up 20% because of that, I wouldn't care. Like, why are we teasing that? Do you think baseball fans care? No. Do, do you think like, they're going to ask Tony LaRusa at the next presser? Hey, Tony, <laughs> what do you think of MLB's new uh, partnership with FTX? And uh, are you going to use Ethereum to, for, your, for your purchases? He's going to say, what? He's going to say, I, I'm going to use the, the coins that I have uh, in my cup holder in my car, like I have for the last 50 years. Exactly. And he's going to so, say it in that tone, right? He's going to yes. be like slightly tired and he's going to like maybe make a joke under his breath. Nobody's <laughs> going to get it. Exactly. And, and so that was one of those just – it was just a reminder of baseball has no idea what it's doing marketing-wise. Not that the fact that they made the partnership. That's fine. That's totally fine. But teasing it – when have you ever seen baseball say, big announcement coming soon? They never do that. So then to never. do that just for a crypto deal – Oh my gosh. Uh, this is the, how do you do fellow kids meme? Like that's what this is. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. 
it's unbelievable. And that was one of those where I was just like, okay, they're just never going to figure it out. They need us. Like I want to, I want to hear the audio clip of Rob Manfred saying the word cryptocurrency. I feel like that would be very funny to listen to. (laughs) We have this deal in place. And it's going to change it. We're the first league to go all in on this. And and, and this is going to be big. The kids are going to love it. Yeah, the kid, that's probably too the new. The kids are going to love it. They love this dodge coin. They're going to, they're going to love it. it. Baseball is going to be great for this. I, I Nobody even – you didn't even know. You didn't even know. Like, oh God. It just ruins my day every time I think about the way they just squander everything. And oh. there you go. So – cryptocurrency in baseball. Now you can use your Dodge coin to buy some tickets and minor leaguers can get paid uh, 0.00000001 Bitcoin per month. So great. We're in such a screwed up sport, man. I mean, we, we, we hate this sport yet. We love it at the same time. Like it's- I love the sport. I hate everybody that calls, makes decisions with them. <laughs> That's basically where we're at. So our end goal, I think, is we're going to be the ones in charge in like 30 years. We're going to ride Jeff's coattails, our advisor, straight to MLB's front office. That works for me. Works for me as well, because Jeff, <laughs> Jeff has some some really interesting, you know, just takes on that as well, and I, that's why I'm excited. We have we have a few advisors. Steve Rosenberg officially on the advisory board too. Had to get approved because he's a big shot. Uh, but Steve is a former big league pitcher with the White Sox mm-hmm. and also a couple other teams. Southpaw, great guy. Pivoted after his career. Had some arm issues. Now he manages a lot of money for Rockefeller Capital. So. He's just a guy that does it all. He had to get approved through Rockefeller Capital. We're good now. He's on our advisory board, and I'm so excited about him because he has a lot of really interesting information because he was very involved with the strike and all that stuff. And uh, between those two guys, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun conversation about what the hell is going on in baseball now and how it's different from before. And um, Next episode, probably, we should probably start looking into uh, the likelihood of a strike uh, because that is something I don't think is going to happen, but it is a threat, no doubt. Yeah, it's higher than zero for sure. Um, I'll let you kind of do the full plug of the site, but I do want to plug Colby Olson's morning metrics that he puts together. Oh, my God, dude. Those things are so good. If you want a briefer of what happened in baseball the night before, like that is your one-stop shop. I mean, it is Awesome. Your preview is the gambling picks from Pete and your, your recap at the end of every night is this morning metrics that Colby puts together. It's awesome stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'm a little bit biased because we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, Colby floated the idea and I just love the way he started to put it together and we've been tweaking it a little bit more each time. And it's awesome because it's a balance between, which almost represents the sites of the site in general. is just like what happened in baseball, given just this was the play, this is what happened. And this is what I saw, but then also the metrics behind it of like, if you don't know what these metrics mean, this is, this is what stood out as well. So whether it's something simple, like exit VLO, hardest hit ball of the day, lowest probability catch of the day or whatever it may be. There's also like, he, he did a really cool one yesterday where it was Phil Nevin waving somebody home around third Gio Ursula. And it was just ridiculous to wave him home around, around third. And he gave the probability of 
if they didn't wave him home at third, two outs, runner on third base with this guy up, what the probability of the run coming in is and whether it was worth waving him home when it's a very short chance that you're going to be able to score. Just like all of these cool things like that, win probability, it's fun. And um, especially when we're going through all these spin rate things as well, he's really good with that and can talk about what pitches move the most that night. I'm glad you plugged that and I'm really excited about that. We have really, really fun content. Uh, Top 10 prospects under 20 years old did really well. I'm going to be putting out another one soon. A yep. lot of really good pieces coming together. And uh, Jack, I need I need a White Sox article from you soon on just what's going on. They're kind of hitting the wall a little bit. Uh, do we do we need a State of the Union from Jack McMullen? I don't even know if you need a State of the Union. All I'll say is they need the All Star break really badly. I think everybody's tired because they've been forced into playing all the time. Like you have some dudes just absolutely dragging. But if you want me to put that in words, I absolutely can. I, I would love to see the Jack McMullen angle on this, and uh, I'm just going to bully you into now that it's in the ether. Yeah. People are going to be waiting for this article now. Yeah, so. for sure. Sorry, I already know you're calling games day to day, but. Uh, White Sox article. Let's go. I'm hey, man. excited. State of Chicago baseball, Sox and Cubs in the same article coming your way. And we will, uh, we'll do it. It'll be good. But Arm Layton, have a nice Sunday, man. You as well, man. Have a good call today. <laughs>